We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Roadwire DFS podcast. Derek Van Riper here with Mario Puig. It is Monday, July 17th. Uh, one early game already in progress as we record. So no Nats and Reds talk on this pod today, but 12 games on the night slate. So a pretty robust uh, group of games here on this Monday. Plus we have the, the Rockies at home at Coors Field. So lots of different ways uh, to build lineups. And we're at the you know, fourth game for these teams coming out of the all-star break in most cases. I think the the Red Sox and Yankees might have had a, a double header. So it's mostly kind of back-end starters or guys that, uh, because of the way things were ordered, either pitched in the all-star game, maybe they wanted their innings monitored. It, it's a, it's like a mixed slate. It's not just back-end starters entirely, which is kind of nice. I, I like having things mixed up where you don't have those days and you look and see, oh, there's only $8,000 pitchers or less. Like, there's only crap out there you do have john lester going against the braves you got lance mccullers at home home against the mariners for 9100 the mariners might be one of those teams that over the course of what's left of the season exceed expectations because they've underperformed a bit injury's been a big part of that but i love mccullers at 9100 i think he's the default cash game play on today's slate yeah i would agree with that and mccullers skill set is just so good obviously the only blemish in his whole profile as a player is just the durability risks that come with his you know style of throwing but when he is on the field he's a beast and when he's at home uh, he's particularly strong so uh, as much as it's you know you can it's reasonable to be a bit frightened of the seguras and uh, the uh, nelson cruz is there it's like mccullers has generally shown that he doesn't get outdone at home so cash game and tournament both i think makes quite a bit of sense at 9100 now coming off of just a horrendous outing in his last start before the all-star break yeah john lester posted a minus 10 like he he lamboed in 
last his last start. I mean, it was that bad. Yeah, he's lucky that Stephen Matz did what he did the other day, or else Lester would have been uh, like the donkey of the year award. At least of the ten runs he allowed, only four were earned like, right. from both the DFS and and season long angle. I mean, if you cashed with John Lester in your lineup, uh, I think that was the Sunday before the break. Kudos. I mean, that's an amazing lineup of a bats to offset getting yeah, minus ten, had like fourteen home runs or something. Yeah, you you had a lineup that would have taken down a big field GPP if you wouldn't have used Lester uh, in that spot. It's interesting. He's the most expensive pitcher. The Braves have Freddie Freeman back, uh, but as a lefty going into SunTrust, I'm not as worried about him. I just I don't see a reason to use Lester other than GPP contrarian. And even then, I don't think you're getting the ceiling you necessarily want in a tournament on a night where there's going to be tons of points thanks to you know the Orioles and Rangers being at Camden Yards. Uh, the Jays and Red Sox could put up some big numbers. And you look at Houston, you know that offense can do damage, plus you got the Rockies at home. There's going to be some big numbers out there compared to a typical Monday, and I think that's what makes Lester even less appealing tonight. Yeah, I feel like the, the way Lester goes right for you is basically just because McCullers tanked. And uh, it is, is a... You know, you said you you mentioned it as a diverse uh, slate from the pitcher position, but it's like after McCullers, I don't really see anybody that I, I feel comfortable with in a cash setting. So um, it's kind of it's it's kind of a bit densely concentrated, I would guess, ownership wise, at least in like cash games. But um, yeah, Lester doesn't have the upside on his own to really propel you to the top i doubt i don't think so if, if the colors tanks it could happen but that's probably the only way it does but for tournaments there are some interesting alternatives eduardo yeah. rodriguez making his first start coming off of a knee injury he's 8600 home against toronto jason vargas home against the tigers for 8300 you know marcus stroman on the road against the red sox at 8300 isn't completely out of the question the red sox offense hasn't been at the same level it was at a year ago and if you really want to go kind of against the grain the the gpp call that very few people are probably willing to make julio Turan at home where he's been a disaster so far this year in a small number of starts is 7800 against the cubs i think it's it's a very risky sort of call yeah but it's the kind of move where if you want a lot of exposure to coors something has to give with how much you're paying up for pitching and as you look further down even though there is some variety on this slate it's not very deep like jared eikoff at 6900 might be the other way to do it i like that yeah maybe i like eikoff in, a little in the, more than Tehran, but i think those, Stadium. Are the, those are the two guys that you look at and you're like okay i, I could see a case for these guys as the cheaper gpp options for today I would say I, I'm I'm kind of a I'm not on Tehran at all. Uh, I think he's a good player, but uh, th- not against the Cubs. Do I really want to test him at home? But uh, there, I think there are guys below him. Uh, in addition to Eikhoff, I would say I know he's been terrible this year, but Oda Rizzi could make some sense. He's got, he approaches you know that eight strikeouts per nine, and he's pitching in Oakland. I won't be picking him because he seems off to me. Um, but otherwise, Tomlin pitching in San Francisco. I mean, and Matt Moore is okay at home, but I think the the Cleveland bats are too formidable for me to test that one. And uh, Tomlin, I don't think is particularly good, but in that stadium, his home run problems might be alleviated enough to at least get a victory. Yeah, almost polar opposite stadiums in terms of what his home park, Progressive Field, does compared to AT and T, where he's pitching tonight against the Giants offense. What do you think about good all year? Oh, sorry. Uh, what do you think about Marquez at home in a tournament against the Padres? 
if you're going to use a Rockies pitcher at home, doing it against the Padres is probably about as it's, as safe as it can be. It feels like a mouse trap to be sure, but uh, man, those Padres can be pretty generous. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be picking Marquez, but it's, it was something I had to ponder. It's like, are the Padres generous enough to make it happen? But Marquez doesn't have a particularly high strikeout rate, so uh, at least not at home. On the on the road, he has quite a few, but at home, not so much. So I won't be doing it, but I guess it's like, I don't know. I, I, I never seem to anticipate how these tournament winners turn out, so uh, stranger things might have happened before. I think the problem for Marquez, I mean, if, if he's getting strikeouts because of his breaking pitches, those breaking balls don't break the same way at Coors. Yeah. That's why the K it's, rate goes down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, okay. You talk, you talk me out of it. I, I think the Padres, uh, generous as they are, probably won't be making Marquez your tournament winner today. But, I don't know. I guess it could happen. I'm, I'm mostly looking at uh, Eikhoff and Tomlin out of the cheap guys. Yeah, I was trying to come up with a reason for Chad Cool. I mean, he's at home. But well, what about Suter? Yeah. You know, Suter is just kind of like a uh, mid-upper 80s guy. He works fast, kind of keeps hitters uncomfortable, and... There's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of reason to think he'll ever like top the start he had against the Orioles back on July 30, 52 points on FanDuel. Feels like there's some smoke and mirrors there, like yeah. days before. But I don't know. There's 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 something odd about him, and maybe the I know the, uh, the Pirates have been better lately, um, and McCutcheon has been surging for a while. But I don't know. In that stadium, uh, Suter might be able to keep keep his good luck going i at least like the brewer's chances of winning um maybe, maybe it won't be suitor but his last two starts have been pretty impressive i think um one of those was actually against a good team you know in, at uh, the yankees so uh i'll, I'll say i'll i think suitor is a better player than marquez but uh, not as good as eikhoff or tomlin probably that's fair yeah i think that's a appropriately pricing brent suitor despite the fact that he's had some success uh, here in his last couple of starts uh, to move our focus now over to the bats and, and running the optimizer uh, taking a look at some of the recommendations there it of course is on a rocky stack uh, it's pushing arenado as kind of the key building block at 4600 trevor story at the deflated price at 3600 ian desmond's down a bit right now on FanDuel at 3400 not necessarily getting hitters that are all going to be linked together in order in the Rockies lineup. So I'm not sure that I'm, I'm buying the, the first spin of the optimizer. And again, if you're using our optimizer, the best way to go about it is to do some of your own research, come up with a plan, lock in some players that you like, and then run it to see you know how it fills in the rest of your lineup. If you have a position that you're struggling with, or even two or three, that's a better way to go. I think you can also run some some stack generations on there as well and get different combos based on that. So yeah, the Rockies bats are going to be popular. They always are. And the question becomes, how much do you trust San Diego hitters going up against Marquez in Coors? I mean, this is a pretty bad lineup, but it's not the kind of night where you say, you know, I like Will Myers and getting a park Will boost Myers at, is really good. Yeah. At 3900 that's that's really a pretty fair price for a guy who's got a good matchup tonight. Yeah, he's and he's strong against righties. I think in some ways his splits are even better against them. Um, can steal bases, too. Uh, I like Myers quite a bit. Uh, at first base, his his speed power combo is pretty unique. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry, I got to backtrack a bit. What do you think about Eduardo Rodriguez today? Because he has those goofy, uh, like gives up more to lefties splits, uh, to home run wise, big big play wise, and the 
the the Blue Jays don't really have one, do they? Like, there's a, there's Morales, I guess. Well, or yeah. Wait, no, he's, well, the switch hitter, the switch hitters yeah. will be hitting from the right side. Yeah, exactly. So. Them. so yeah, they don't really have a lot of true left-handed bats that they can lean on. And and Fenway it's, kind of he's been much worse at home though. So maybe I, I guess okay. It's weird though because like as a lefty like who struggles against lefties, Fenway shouldn't hurt him. But most lefties do take a hit there because the righties that hit in that park get a big park boost yeah and never mind he gives up more homers to righties at home than he does lefties anyway so uh well maybe that's just like a glitch sample to answer to answer the question i mean it's a small sample he hasn't pitched that much at home this year anyway i'd like the talent quite a bit i think there is tournament appeal i think the drawback is that you're not getting you're not getting a lot of salary relief with rodriguez tonight Based on how he's priced compared to the field. What about this? Do you think he's a better tournament play than Lester? Yes. Okay. I think there's more strikeout upside okay. with Rodriguez. All right. I feel like I've, I've reached some kind of understanding with the universe now. We, I, we can go ahead. Happy happy to help. Uh, other possible stack targets. I mean, of course, the bats and coors that we talked about with Colorado and San Diego uh, matching up there. Are you going to try to load up some Rays going up against Daniel Gossett or maybe some Rangers against Chris Tillman, maybe Orioles on the other side of that game up against Andrew Kashner. Like, which pitchers do you think are most vulnerable outside of Coors as far as stacking targets go on this Monday? They're not the most stack-friendly team because they hit doubles instead of home runs, but uh, Vegas at least seems to like the Royals today. Uh, Ten run over-under in that game with them favored. Uh, it, I know it's a bit of like a it's a hack thing a hack narrative but uh tehran against uh, the cubs lefties switch guys uh so th- those those guys look like they could do some damage today and uh i don't know i've been i've been hating on both pitchers in the baltimore texas game all year with uh tillman being the more fruitful one cashner i've targeted a lot and not until recently has he seemed to give much up but both of those guys are meltdown capable i guess yeah, plenty, plenty of meltdown. Potential. Bad bullpen in the in the Texas game too, and and Baltimore too. Really, I mean, Britain's not right. O'Day's been wacky. Uh, pretty much just Givens and Brock are, are pitching well for them. Right. I look at Oakland now that Doolittle and Madsen are gone as a yeah. team that when their starter leaves, like there's going to be some some late some inning problems there. there yeah, a lot of guys that are inexperienced, they're going to be eating up some innings so they could be a team that becomes a lot more intriguing i mean they've already been kind of a, a target all year but i think even more so now you got a bad defense even less experience in the bullpen that could make oakland one of the teams that surges in terms of how generous they are uh, to opposing bats over the the rest of the season uh, position by position we will start behind the plate where we always do does anything stand out to you today from the catcher standpoint well, the high price guys are are obvious, you know, ideal plays. But as far as you know, fitting in something that under the cap, I kind of don't really like the look of it that much. I guess you could go with Walters at thirty one hundred if you just want a cash game option. Uh, he's five hundred cheaper than Contreras at thirty six hundred, who I don't like on today's matchup because Tehran is uniquely good against righties he's like always been just bad against lefties and that's how he ends up with middling numbers but he's always been pretty smothering against righties um sanchez is obviously ideal any given day posey at home not so much but tomlin's he's turkey capable at times so there's that um but yeah i guess i'm kind of looking at uh walters for the most part and then lower guys like gaddis darno 2700 are pretty interesting um 
Yeah, I guess that's kind of where, where I'm looking mostly. Yeah, I like Gaddis kind of as my default play. Assuming he's in there, he should be since it's a lefty and Ariel Miranda going for Seattle. Uh, if Victor Caratini gets a start for the Cubs, he's oh, switch, yeah, he switch yeah, hands. Yeah. It's only 2,200. Yeah, that's a great call. I would jump all over that. Definitely. If, if he gets the turn, he, he may not get that start. Uh, the other player I'm thinking about is Francisco Cervelli going up against Brent Suter. It's righty-lefty, 2,600. More of a GPP sort of consideration. But. I, always, uh, I always like vote if he's in. But uh, his playing time has been a bit uh, sparse lately. Yeah, I mean, Manny Pena's defense is pretty valuable to yeah. Brewers right now. Uh, sliding over to first base, uh, we talked about uh, Will Myers being relatively affordable for a Coors first baseman at 3900 So that's uh, kind of on the radar as one of the higher-end plays that I would think about. And he might have surprisingly low ownership with Rizzo at 4100 against Tehran at, at Atlanta. Because that's going to... I'm assuming projections are going to be on Rizzo quite a bit. And yeah, M- Myers doesn't have like that narrative pulling people in. I think the, the mid-tier options I like would be uh, like Lucas Duda, 3,200, going up against Adam Wainwright. We know Wainwright, when he's off, gives up plenty of long balls. Uh, the other option around that price point, Chris Davis, only 3,000 at mm-hmm. home, going up against Andrew Kashner. That is pretty tempting, actually. Uh, otherwise, I, I think for tournaments, you could go at uh, both Yonder Alonso and uh, Justin Bohr. Eikhoff is pretty bad against lefties, and... I don't think I don't think Miami st- a stadium is going to save him from Boar's power if he gets the bat on it pretty good. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I'm trying to see if there's any like really cheap guys. Um, I mean, Mark Reynolds at 3700 is obviously in play as as yeah. the other Coors first baseman today, a little cheaper than Will Myers. Always a little bit overlooked, it feels. Yeah, definitely. And uh, let's see, Gallo at 2500 for tournaments. Yeah. yeah, I could see the case for Gallo. I mean, Chris Tillman's been just kind of a, a disaster Big throughout doofus. this season. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Moving over to second base, um, looking at some possible value plays here. Josh Harrison, only 2800 probably comes up pretty high in the batting order today. It's a righty-lefty spot for him, yeah. so I think he's more appealing today. Very nice cash game candidate. Yeah, yeah, I think really solid for cash, but even in play uh, for GPPs. Yeah. Uh, what about Rudnett Odor? Still pretty affordable at 3200 I know the overall season numbers are, are pretty ugly with the low average, low OBP. Still has like this sort of GPP appeal to me in certain spots, and this is a hitter-friendly environment against the pitcher and Chris Tillman, who's just been so bad this year that... You don't need any track record at all to think about plugging in bats against him. And Odor, to me, is the kind of player that could heat up and have a second half that, you know, maybe at the end of the year puts him at like 245, 290 with a 450 slug. And mm-hmm. that's not. That's a skill set. That's like, yeah. that's kind of what he is. And that means he's having a big second half, of course, if he puts that together. But it really wouldn't surprise me if that happened. Yeah. I, I, I expect that to happen. Uh, I mean, he's. He's a young player who had advanced success for his age, and I think it's pretty simply that he's, you know, having a bit of a downstretch this year. Um, but the, the talent all but dictates he'll turn it around. For today specifically, I mean, you can get a lot of home run probability with uh, a Gallo or Door combo. Um, either one of them, I think, makes sense as as a one off home run target. Uh, but otherwise, at second, um, I mean, D Gordon at three thousand tempts me quite a bit. Uh, if you're going at Wainwright, Azdrubal Cabrera at 3,000, I think, is pretty affordable. Um, I kind of like Scope at 3,200. Yeah, I do. He's the same price 
as Rugnet Odor. Scope's been excellent this year. Do you remember when we were talking before the season started about, like, why would we take Odor at whatever is round when you can get Scope, like, six rounds later and they're the same player, pretty much? Yeah, that was yeah. A, was that an XM show? Or what yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, now it's like, wow, who, who could have seen things like this turning out this way? But, yeah, 3,200, I guess, the way Scope's been hitting this year, it's, uh, at least for cash, I gotta prefer him between the two. I didn't think it would be this bad no, for Odor, but I, what I thought was that he had an unusual line and, and some flaws for a player that was being drafted as early as he was. I thought, yeah. okay, he's being drafted as a clear like top 40, top 45 player. Maybe he finishes the year closer to like a back end of the top 100 type guy. That doesn't cost you your league if that goes wrong. He's been bad enough in some cases where you know maybe it is part of why your team is, is lagging behind in, in season-long formats. Uh, let's move over to third base. You know, we talked about Arenado as probably the, the expensive chalk option if you can afford it. Forty six hundred, that's just great. I like that Chris Bryant's affordable at thirty six hundred. I don't fear Julio Tehran. Oh no, not at that price. Ideally, you're putting lefties in there against them, but that's a nice little bargain on Bryant, who's actually priced the same as Josh Donaldson going up against Eduardo Rodriguez at yeah, thirty six hundred. What about Donaldson? That that back in the day when he played a lefty, you're like it's, it's, you're locking him in. Especially if, at 3,600. I mean, if you're not using Rodriguez anywhere, I think you can go ahead and, and green light that call. Uh, the other guy that I keep gravitating towards, and I can't really use him today, is Kyle Seeger. He's a flat 3,000. not going to use him against McCullers. Oof. So he's still kind of on my radar, though, every day is like, who's he playing against? I'm thinking about that move as my default third baseman before I look elsewhere. Today is uh, the day where you look elsewhere. What about Moose Tacos at 3,200 against Zimmerman? Love it. Yeah, that yeah. one's tough to pass up. Yeah, even though it's it's in Kansas City, we've seen a ton of power this year it's got from a, uh, a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Zimmerman, big old turkey. The biggest kind of turkey. Sliding over to shortstop now. Uh, value at shortstop has been a little bit hard to come by. I mean, I, Paul DeYoung, for the power he brings to the table, I think is pretty consistently in the mix for me uh, as a GPP option where I need to save money. If you can just pay up another 500 Elvis Andrews has been pretty much elite. That Ranger stack in general is pretty affordable, yeah. Yeah, and I think the, the Coors game will kind of pull some attention away, and the Rangers and Orioles stacks will probably be third and fourth most popular or close to it. Uh, after the Rockies and Padres, but I like Andrews a lot. Even if you're not going to stack Rangers, 3100 is a very fair price for a guy that's really brought his game up a level going back to last season. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And yeah, 2600 DeYoung, as you said, I think against Wheeler makes quite a bit of sense. So that that that'll be a tempting one there. When considering how you know just volatile volatile and or uh, poor value shortstop tends to be, that kind of power at that kind of price against a, a vulnerable pitcher i think is pretty tempting i think the the other sort of rabbit hole you could go down is okay well if you don't like josh tomlin at all and you think he's still going to get blown up even in a very pitcher friendly environment you could mix in some giants i mean brandon crawford at 3100 we know josh tomlin serves up the long ball even in starts where he pitches well he tends to give up a decent number of home runs yeah. That could be an interesting one-off or maybe like a Giants mini stack is in play. If you want to go Contrarian, I don't think there's any, any sort of cash game appeal in doing that, but that's sort of like the the alternative path that really gives you some differentiation uh, for a big field GPP. Uh, let's go to the outfield. Always lots of different ways to break down the outfield. The first question for you, though, is more of a general question. Jason Vargas continues to pitch well this year. 
the Royals have surged back into the mix for a playoff spot. So the idea of him being like an automatic trade chip is probably just gone at this point. But are you still looking at Vargas as a guy that will continue to exceed expectations? Or are you expecting him to turn back into a pumpkin during the second half? Because J.D. Martinez against any lefty is one of those matchups we're always looking for. Yeah, He's 3,900. He's got enough power to hit the ball at any park. And I'm still like, okay, like what is Vargas? If, if Vargas is the guy he was in the first half, it's kind of a trap play. But if Vargas isn't that guy, then it's huge potential bargain on one of the game's best hitting outfielders. Yeah, would you say it's fair to say that uh, Vargas gets lit up if you know he doesn't get the ball high and er, the right place high in the zone, or Martinez just can has enough power to take it high and doesn't need that uppercut swing to get it out of that stadium? Yeah, I, mean, I just think it comes down to command for Vargas. Like if okay. his command's a little off, like JD Martinez can certainly make him pay for it i'm just i'm tempted by martinez i don't think he's one of like my default three plays today but uh, man jason vargas is just vexing on, on so many levels especially when you can get him almost a thousand dollars cheaper than aaron judge i mean when judge, you're that command dependent um yeah it's, it's easier for things to go wrong generally it hasn't this year but more often lately than you know the season start like he's had a couple uh he have uh, five homers in his last three starts or something like that yeah it starts it's starting to catch um, up to him a little bit i think yeah and, and obviously it's like even vargas when he's on if if martinez just gets gets the bat on it like even if it's high in the zone he can probably get it out of the stadium with his power i mean i think he's a totally good play in uh cash or tournament both um i'm not sure if i'll have him I, I, in an ideal scenario i'd rather have springer at 4300 i think um, I think we, we, Miranda's been a generally promising player, but the long ball is still something that he will probably plague him a bit. And obviously the Astros, all that right-handed power against him could could serve some up. Him and Gaddis, I think, are, are nice to pair perhaps and, and surprisingly affordable for the home run probability. Yeah, there is quite a bit to like if you could afford it. I mean, Aaron Judge is 4,800 against Adalberto Mejia. Yeah. So. With the Coors game, his ownership rate may also be lower than usual, but that's hard to fit into the cap. Yeah, Blackman and Judge, of course, always always the ideal, but uh, kind of kind of a free space reasoning there. You throwing Clint Frazier out there in tournaments, though, at twenty four hundred. I mean, half the price of Aaron Judge in a righty lefty matchup in a park that's also a little more hitter friendly than people give it credit for. Yeah, there always seems to be one of these like Derek Fisher or uh, Frazier or some other borderline stud prospect who's under three thousand, even though they're going against a turkey um fraser makes a great deal of sense i think um has he, he's been he's, he's kind of a he's kind of due for a surge i think actually uh he's, he showed some power at times obviously but uh the on base is lagging he hasn't been stealing any bases or anything like that uh, i think i think there's more room for him to 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 do some damage and at that price i'm definitely in some other outfielders to think about uh tonight i mean if you're loading up orioles mark trumba always brings that home run power to the table he's 3700 value wise though i like Corey dickerson a lot it's lefty righty it's in oakland so it's not a great park but daniel gossett and then the a's bullpen potentially that's a great spot for Corey dickerson i mean like that's that's a great price for a guy that usually is in the high threes low fours based on just how good he's been this year yeah it's too bad that matt olsen isn't up right now he would have been nice against odorizzi um i'm trying to look way at the, at the bottom here other than frazier who at 2400 i think even if he's highly owned, you, you're probably going to want a decent share percentage there because that's that's just such a great value. Um, let's see. 
Do you think Solaire is ever going to be a player again at 2200 against Zimmerman? Tournament, there's there's tournament you know appeal there. If you're paying up for one of those higher end pitchers, you can you can justify it. I otherwise Nick Williams. I know it's a bad stadium, but Kohler just garbage. Uh, Twenty two hundred lefty, some speed, some power. Yeah, that's another interesting way to. I think I'd go Williams over Solaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, I think that Solaire just seems broke. I don't know what the issue is there. Yeah, uh, and he's buried in the order too. Williams might be a little higher up based on the way that lineup is built. Uh, one other name I'm thinking about, Nomar Mazzara, going up against Tillman. Another part of the, the Rangers lineup oh, that yeah, I'm interested definitely. in, 3,100, big power. The game has an over-under of 11. I mean, the Rangers-Orioles game at 11 has the same total as the Rockies and Padres. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what, do you, what do you think about Sierra at 2,000 if he's in the lineup? Love it. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, just the, the setup for him. It's a guy the Cardinals clearly are, are very high on. He's uh, good. Zach yeah. Wheeler has been, you know, a disaster at times sierra i didn't expect to see him in the big leagues at all this year but when he's been up he's been great we saw a four hit game from him against the pirates on sunday I mean, price down at the minimum it might be popular but I, I don't think it's a an automatic fade given the matchup in this case no i, I he might would it be wrong to reason that he's he's actually a better cash play just because he doesn't have the power really like he's, he's a guy who you might get like 12 points out of for two thousand dollars Yes, I think that's that's the optimal use. But if you had to use him as your third outfielder because yeah, he went heavy fun. with like Coors bats or something, then he could steal a base. Yeah, he could do it that way. Score twice. a couple runs. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the light power guys like that, I generally use them uh, more in cash games, and it's, it's just because the Ooh, ceiling dude. is like what he did yesterday. It's about as good as it gets right. for Magnery Sierra on any given day. Matt Kemp is twenty eight hundred against Lester. It's tempting, isn't it? That is tempting. I think I would probably. I'm probably going to get one share at least. He's he seems a little bit off. His power has been just not there uh, the past like month or so. I don't know if that's because he was playing with a bad hamstring or whatever. Um, but at least he hit a homer the other day. So hopefully the the All Star break let him get right. And if he is right, he's normally good enough to get a guy like Lester anyway. Let alone you know accounting for Lester's recent struggles. Looks like a really fun night, though, based on this slate. I mean, the lowest over-under total I'm seeing as of right now is 8.5, and, and that's the San Francisco game. And usually Man. games at that park don't get up uh, Good that pitchers high. in that one, apparently. Yeah. The Matt Moore-Josh Tomlin matchup we've all been waiting for. Yes, I'm psyched. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see otherwise real quick. Uh, yeah, Hap at 3,200 might be, might be trendy, but I think it's a trend worth uh, pursuing a little bit. I think I'm fading the Cubs unless I have more than two lineups, and I rarely have more than two lineups. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean uh, they're they're going to be pretty trendy because Tehran is just has that narrative just branded to him right now. Right. I think that narrative is kind of bogus at this point. Oh, your boy Confer- Conforto too, thirty four hundred. Yeah, oh yeah. I get, yeah, that's yeah. A lot, I, a lot of nice guys. I am the Conforto fanboy. Like that is that is what I've become over the course of time. All right. Well. Baseball, of course, in the second half of the season now. If you haven't been playing FanDuel, what have you been doing all year? A lot of changes for this year. The late swap contest, of course, updated scoring, so you got quality starts now. Uh, it's not just win hunting anymore. And you can start up friends mode as well. Create a league for your friends. Choose the day as you play each week. The contests are automatically created. Uh, and you get a leaderboard that keeps track of how you all stack up against each other. I'm going 50-50 heavy from here on out. Got a little reckless with the GPPs earlier. <laughs> so I'm going to try to build up that bankroll as we move through the second half. Have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. We got a special offer for new users. 
Deposit today and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries up to $50 in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. That's fanduel.com slash RW. It's going to wrap things up for this episode of the Rotowire DFS podcast. Joe and Todd are back with you on Tuesday.